And welcome to the Mike O'Brien Show. As always, I am Mike O'Brien. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. With me, as always, is my amazing co-host in Celebration, Florida, Jeff Taylor. How is how is Florida, Jeff Taylor? It's frigid outside, Michael. Frigid. By frigid, you said this earlier when we were getting uh, linked up together. First of all, before we get into the, the weather in Florida, uh, we have a wonderful guest today, Mark the Beetle Bertrand from 98.5 The Sports Hub. Beetle and Zoe. Zoe and Beetle. We kind of get into that, how they um, made the name and everything. Um, but uh, wonderful uh, UMass alum, and we will talk to him about all things sports and radio. And uh, it's a great interview. We just actually did it. Spoiler alert or whatever, pulling the, the, the curtain behind. I just ruined it, Jeff. Well, anyways, Jeff. Everybody knows that none of this is real. It's all none of this is real. There's 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 a 22 year old college graduate who took classes in media production that sits right over here and tells me what I can and can't say. So Hmm. you aren't getting the half of what this show would be if that bitch wasn't sitting. Never mind. She said I can't say that. Yeah, I feel like there's no one sitting next to you, Jeff. There is no, we have no money. We have She's nothing. Staring so at me. the fact, yeah. Um, so Jeff is in uh, Celebration, Florida. Jeff said it's frigid. What is frigid in Celebration, Florida? It was 75 degrees at 3.30 in the afternoon. Which that you is said not, is, that is San Diego, Jeff. Right now it is 45 degrees. The sun is setting. It is almost dark here at 437 yeah. on a, a Thursday uh, where it's probably bright out in Florida right now because they're, they're closer to the sun equator. Sun is still out. Sun is still out and it's 75 degrees. Jeff told me as uh, Jeff is, if you guys don't know, Jeff is 67 years old, was washing his car by hand out in his driveway. And I didn't even think of this until he said it. What was the over under on men driving by asking you if you could wash their car next? Well, uh, over under one. I guess yeah. because oh, it was uh, only one. Yeah, it was what my neighbor walked out. He goes, oh, my car needs to be washed. <laughs> what? Like, I, I've been saying this a lot because my dad's getting older. My dad's 72 and he's just doing old man stuff like that where I'm just like, come on. Like, I do really it. just do that. I, I do it. I do it all the time. It's it's a function of being a father. I guess you, I you, don't know. I guess I just don't have a kid. So it's just not. Yeah, you're, you're you can't make dad jokes because you're not a dad. <laughs> I also work in a, or live in a city, so it's like more when I see it's like instead of seeing someone washing their car, I see someone finding a parking spot. I'm like, oh, nice spot. That, yeah, that's definitely something yeah. I'll say. Yes. Ooh, ooh, where do you live? Is that within a block and a half of your place? That's a great <laughs> spot right there. Wow. Or or when someone is parallel parking, and you're just like, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. They're totally not going to get it. The thing, yeah. the thing is, is that as you go through life and you get older, less you you have less shit to think about like when you're young you think about all of the things that you're gonna do in your life but when you get to a certain age you're like i'm not I, that's not, not gonna i'm not doing any of me. those none of that's we gonna happen for me so <laughs> we talked about that with mark when you first start radio you're like i'm gonna do this same thing with stand-up comedy yeah i'm gonna be on saturday live i'm gonna write stuff i'm gonna do this now i'm just like maybe i'll get booked at this elks lodge for 150 bucks in weymouth next week like yeah. uh, you know it's just completely it's completely different as to uh, as to what uh, your goals are as the older you get. Yeah, you look at stuff like that guy got a good spot, and that's something that really matters. That's you know, a huge. Being, that's, I do it. Doing Saturday I, Night Live isn't a thing that you think about. Getting a good parking spot, you think about that all the time. Yeah, all the time, yeah. all the time. Um, 
I was uh, we're kind of going over uh, what we what we wanted to talk about. But Jeff mentioned two things or one thing uh, specifically. I was talking about hotels and how I've learned in my old age now, especially I do road trips on the Florida. I do road trips everywhere. I might be going out to California in January for my lady friend's brother's birthday. I might be driving to L.A., to Vegas and back to San Francisco and all and everywhere in between. And one of my favorite things to do is try to find the cheapest, nicest hotel possible, usually within 100 to $150 is usually the, the thing. And what I'll do is I'll go on Hotels.com and I'll see what the top like three ones are, whatever the nicest, cheapest ones are. And then I'll check their websites and their websites are usually 20 to $30 cheaper. So there's a little life hack for you. Jeff informed me that he never has booked his own hotel in years because he only does it through work, I guess. Well, let me let me just tell the story since you're yeah. just trying to... I'm here. I, I can talk so for where, myself. So typically... Please tell us a story. Typically, I get booked in the hotel by whomever I'm working with. Some of the places put me in palatial estates and other places put me in the Motel 6. Not really, but it's less. <laughs> uh, but uh, the... I hadn't booked my own hotel in years. I was saying that it was when I went to my little sister-in-law's wedding in Montana, and I booked my own hotel for that. Uh, I when, didn't, when did this happen now? It was two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, the I used my Amex card to find out where which hotels had deals for Amex, and I found one that looked like it was really close by and it looked really cool. It had like a Western theme and it showed that it had like a swimming pool that we would never be able to use, but it had it and it had like a nice little bar, a country saloon attached to it. And then real quick about this hotel in Montana that you'd have, then there was probably some resort fee. This is my least favorite thing. Cause I travel all the time in the winter and I go to Vegas and they charge me the room is $30, but then the resort fee is $40. Yet You can't use the pool. You can't use any of the resort things because they're all closed because it's the winter yet. They're still charging you. There's resort fee. I want to tra- start a class action lawsuit against the, the hotels in Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, I'll tell you this, Las Vegas, it, it, it has to do with politics. So, uh, sons of bitches in Washington, Billings, Montana. No, it's local politics. It's not national politics. Billings, Billings, Montana is run by people who don't prefer to have unions. So they don't have to charge an extra resort fee to squeeze you out of the money because they've got a union contract paying their dishwasher seventeen seventy six an hour. That was a good good pull. That was a great seventeen seventy six. I went America. With. Uh, so the, in Billings, Montana, you do not pay a resort fee. But I would have paid a very precious price had we stayed at the hotel that I booked because my mother in law ish said where are you staying and i told her the name of the hotel and she said you can't stay there and i said why and she said because that's a swinger hotel it's for swingers now how did your mother-in-law ish which how is she that's a difference i don't know how is she wait how is she your mother-in-law so she's she's not my birth mother-in-law she's my wife's uh faux mother so oh, okay. my my she she treats my wife like a daughter and treats my 
my children like grandchildren so she's my my mother-in-law ish single tear down my face so how is your mother-in-law ish into the swinger lifestyle that she knows have where you they been stay? to billings montana I have not. No, there's not no. much going on. If there's a hotel in Billings, Montana, where people swing, everybody knows about it. So was it a nice hotel, though? I mean, it, the pictures were great. I I chose it. I went through and I looked at the pictures and I you thought... You didn't look at the Google reviews and be no. like, hey... It was on American was like- Express. Get your shit together, American <laughs> Express. You got to let me know the reason I'm getting a deal is that some other guy gets to bang my wife. I've got to know that. <laughs> but just because you stay there doesn't mean you get to, you know... And what if you... It's uh, implied. Go, I guess. It's implied if you're staying there. But also... I always wonder the swinger lifestyle. Okay, so you go to some swingers party, yes. and there's some guy that looks like John Stamos there, but for some reason he's married to you know uh, 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 my a woman that looks like John wife. Stamos. Yeah, I'm still I bang some woman that looks like John. St- I bang John Stamos. So, but anyways, he's an attractive man. But so, have I mean, you ever heard my John Stamos story? No. Oh, keep finish. wait. But 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 how do you like? Can you just be like, I don't, I don't know if I want. And then your wife's like, well, I'm going to go bang John Stamos. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to watch SportsCenter for the 900. I don't time. think that's the way it works. I think more what happens is that if you're a guy who has an attractive wife, but you're a little bit, you know, got the dad bod going on. Michael Bryan. You looked good in college and uh, you pulled the chick that kept it together through the years and then you became swingers, I think what happens bef- more than more than not is that that woman is getting a train run on her by three <laughs> better-looking dudes than you in the corner and none of the women want to touch you. So if you're one of the, involuntarily one of the, not swinging. I guess. If one of the 103 people that regularly listen to this show... Um, is a swinger and would like to um, explain the lifestyle. Send me an email, MikeOB59 at yahoo.com. I'm, I'm why don't you just send it to, in this lifestyle. Why don't, why don't you just send it to the Mike O'Brien show at gmail.com? Do we have that? Yes. Okay. The Mike O'Brien show at gmail.com. Has yes. anyone ever emailed us? <laughs> no. And please don't we've never just send said, this. We've never said the email because we're going to get dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> as long as someone's listening and sending us anything, I'll yeah. take that at this point. Really, I'm pretty sure know? I could pull up pod in a box at gmail.com that I had for another podcast for years. And I can guarantee you that there are still dick pics getting sent to that address. So what is the uh, what is the email? My, the Mike O'Brien show at the Mike O'Brien show at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, send anything. Actually, I'm just, sorry. Just I got to fix that. It's the MOB show at gmail.com. It's the MOB show. Okay. The MOB show yep. at gmail.com. Jeff, uh, check the, the email and we will it's read It's actually emails. set up in my Gmail app in my phone. So Is if it an really email have, comes into that. I get the emails. Email. I get the emails that are updating me on what I need to do for like iTunes and, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that stuff. I would love to have someone just email the MOB show at gmail.com. Even if it's a dick pic, just anything, just let us know you're out there. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> if you do send a dick pic, I am going to forward it to Mike O'Brien and he's I'll, going I'll, to Hey man, too. I'll rate it. I'll rate it. You know, <laughs> you're that's gonna, fine. You're, if it's a nice one, it's a nice one. You know, <laughs> one, one hog.com. You're going to yeah, be rating yeah. them. At least don't you, no you weird ones. One, no weird ones. One, one bite.com. <laughs> yeah, no weird ones. 
So Jeff, so then you just what went to the went to the Best West. What was the name of the hotel? Do you I remember, remember the hotel? The name of it. Like, you can look it up in Best Billings, Western? Montana. No, it was I not. It so. was a it was a boutique hotel. I of course uh, it was a boutique hotel. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to tell my John Stamos story. Oh yeah, John. So uh, we were filming John Stamos, and he was in like a green room area, and I was the audio guy. So I went in and put a microphone on John Stamos. I introduced myself. He introduced himself. Everything was cool. I was like, "This is neat. That's Uncle Jesse." I I was really happy to meet him, and uh, I was he was really nice at first. And then I went back out to the place where we were doing the shoot. And he walks out and introduces himself to someone else. And then he comes over and introduces himself to me. And then he walks to the next person and introduces himself. I'm like, John Stamos is an asshole. I literally just talked to him five seconds ago. And he introduced he's, he's himself sweet, to yeah. me. And he, and he didn't recognize that I was the same exact guy that he was just talking to five seconds ago. And he didn't reckon it. But after he introduced himself, did he say, oh, I'm sorry? No, he walked over and did his thing. And I'm like, I can't stand Uncle Jesse. This is this is bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling my little sister and telling her that we are no longer fans of Uncle Jesse. I uh, then he finishes. He, I, Wait, always... don't, don't jump in. Then he finishes what he's doing and he immediately beelines it over to me. And says, I'm so sorry, man. I totally recognized you after I shook your hand. I wanted to make sure oh, that you didn't good. think that I didn't realize that I had just been talking to you. And I was like, Jesse's back in, baby. He's back. Because I was I've like, always said, how rude. We talked about, we talked about, uh, spoiler alert, with, with Mark Bertrand, Never Meet Your Heroes. And I've always said. John Stamos wasn't my hero. If I, no, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, one of the biggest disappointments in my life is if I ever met John Stamos and he was a dick. I just feel like that. I don't think I could ever. Well, I can tell you right now, he's that. not. He's a, not, he's, a, so. he's a sweetheart of a guy. I had a very limited uh, exposure to him. But I, I take little things like that very seriously. And the fact that he came back over immediately and told me as soon as he could, hey, just so you know, I, I realize I made a mistake there. I, that's, that's, a, that's a legit that's, human that's being. That's a stand-up human being right there, Uncle yeah. Jesse. Big, that's a that would be like a life moment at the end of Full House where he's like, you know what, girl? Sometimes, sometimes we sometimes we act like we're better than people, but we're really not. And yeah. you have to recognize that and correct that. Um, so I've had a big week. My my duck tour season officially over. I'm officially unemployed. And so that means I'm officially just drinking way too much, Jeff. I, I live right down the street from the TD Garden. I went to the Celtics game the other night with my roommate, Ted. We got schnockered up. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it's weird when you have nothing to do. And I'm not saying unlimited money. I'm not rich, but I have enough to do stuff where it's just like, do you want to go to this? It's like, yeah, I do. 100%. Yeah. And so now I have to because before I'd be like, no, I have to work. And now it's like for the first like two weeks of not having work where it's just like, yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden you're just like, uh, you know, going down the rabbit hole of I could end up with Dennis Rodman in North Korea and drinking with him and starting World War Three. So I got to uh, I want to keep going to Celtics games, but it's just those $17 Bud Lights are so delicious, Jeff. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't drink, so it really pays off, I guess. It really pays off when you go out when you don't drink. You can it's go amazing. out a lot more. I have an unwritten rule, especially when I just go out with my lady friend when we go out to dinner in the North End because we live here. Only so drink like six beers. No, I don't. We don't. We just when we go out to eat, we just eat because you get the bill 
and it's like 80 bucks and you're like, oh, that was nice. And then you have a couple of drinks and it's like one hundred yeah. and fifty dollars. Yeah. Just like what really the hell just on. happened? Mm-hmm. It's crazy how you just have like two drinks at a restaurant and all of a sudden it's just like it's. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is friends drink, but not at expensive places. At or the not. Same time, I really think that a lot I, of your problems could text- be solved if you stop drinking. Oh, Jeff. Thanks, mom. <laughs> this is an intervention. Thanks. Thanks, Uncle Jesse. Live intervention. I say that as I'm getting two texts about going to the Patriots game this weekend. Um, Tickets are probably cheap. They're giving them away. Yeah, you can't. That's all we've been talking about. Uh, they talk about on local radio. You People can't give them away now. And yeah. especially it's supposed to kind of rain. My friend, I got to talk to him. If, even it's free. I'm just like, I don't know. And getting to the Patriots um is the worst situation ever there's no train there is a train okay the train train. sucks too the train sucks too because the train drops you off and you literally have to run to the gate to get there by the time it it, they give you like 20 minutes to get to the thing and it's like a half mile oh there's one train there's one train oh and then when you leave uh, so you you can't go three hours ahead of time on this train no and then when you leave it's like calcutta and everyone like on the way there it kind of it's have you staggers. been to Calcutta? No, but I've seen the pictures of the people hanging Don't off of the train. Don't believe anything you've seen in pictures. You've been to Calcutta? Absolutely. And there's plenty okay. of room on those trains, man. All right. Well, don't. I've seen the pictures of the people hanging off the trains. When you that might have Patriots happened once, but stop. I, I, I'm i getting sick and tired of people shitting on Calcutta. Calcutta. Jesus, Jeff. Down Florida, man. Jeff down. It's like if it was, someone says something else about Calcutta, I swear I'm to God. I'm losing my mind it. over it, man. Come on, dude. Florida Republican Jeff is Calcutta does not get the respect it deserves. Anyway. Um but when you leave the game by the train, I've done it. It's just you're just walled. That's another thing. You have to literally run to the train to get a seat or just get somewhere where there's no. And then there's no bathroom. I had to piss like a racehorse because I drank 27 Bud Lights. And there was like people were slowly letting off as the train was going before it got back to Boston. And the guy was just like, just piss out by the door and it will go out. So the train's going and I'm just pissing out the door. Yeah, of the train. This like, is one of the problems what? that would have easily been solved if you didn't drink. This is the no. I'd still pee. I pee all the effing time, even when I don't well, drink how alcohol. Do you, how, I drink, that, but, but even I when you don't, water, even when you don't drink alcohol, you have had a drink recently. I've had water. No, I haven't drank at all in two three days. What? I, I drink water. I don't drink. I haven't drank alcohol since probably the Celtics game. Awesome, I don't know when buddy. was that when they play the Hawks. I thought you had a big no, no, no. I don't go. I don't drink unless if I'm at home, I don't drink. Wow. I'm, I'm a weird alcoholic. You I are. only drink where it's at the most expensive places possible. <laughs> yeah. Fuck and then a six I, pack for eight bucks and bring it home. You no. want to drink six fucking thirty five dollar, seventeen dollar by lights. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't drink at home. That's that's what alcoholics do. I drink at bars. I got to give it to you. I no shows. longer think you're an alcoholic. I, I yeah. really don't. I don't think you no, have a I'm, problem at all. I'm only an alcoholic when I start drinking. It's yeah. a difference. <laughs> I, I have a joke about how I, I want to go to AA, but I don't want to listen like to these stories of people like uh, driving their kids to school while drinking four nips or like being Dennis Rodman and starting World War Three with Kim Jong-un. And then they're like, why are you here, Mike? I'm like, I, I dropped $80 you on four dick for marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Another full dr- house reference. I drank four. I drank four seventeen dollar Bud Lights at a Celtics game, and it's just really adding up. I need to, <laughs> they're they're twenty four ounces though, so it was really like eight to ten beers. I don't know. I uh, yeah. yeah. I just don't have. 
I get drunk and make stupid Facebook posts. Like I don't have like a, a life changing thing. It's just uh it's just more of a, a money thing. It's just it's just a waste of money. But at the same time, it's awesome. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, sure. All right. I love drinking. It's great. Um, but um Jeff wanted to talk about you texted me about this. Hopefully you remember this. About the GQ man of the year. How could I your- not remember this? Yes. Half were you drunk? Half of the most famous rappers of all time. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Were outed as homosexual by GQ when they made Kim Kardashian man of the year. I don't understand. Why did they make Kim Kardashian man of the year? I, because we live in a time where we're, we're, we live in a time where uh, Bruce Jenner can be woman of the year and woman Kim of the Kardashian year. can be man of the year. Hey, but, fine. But Kim doesn't but identify as I, a man. I but 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 I'm fine with that. I have no issue with Caitlyn Jenner being woman of the year. I'm sorry for dead naming her. I did I, that came out. I'm sorry. I, I'm an old Un- man. Year. I forgive it. Caitlyn Awful. Jenner being woman of the year is fine. Kim Kardashian being man of the year is fine. What I'm not okay with is outing people without their permission. And Kanye West was outed. Ray J has been outed. This is bothering me. Who to was my the core. guy that he? Uh, who was the basketball player that she married? And then was like, he was like thirty days into, he's like, oh, I want nothing Chris to Humphreys. do with this situation. Chris Humphreys. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. Outed. Like, yeah, but Chris Humphreys. I will. I would love to read up more, but I've heard there's like NDAs up the wazoo about that. Basically, it seemed like Chris Humphreys like married into this right when the keeping with the Kardashians thing started exploding. And then he was just like, whoa, 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 I don't I want nothing to do with any of this. And he was just like propped up like a a puppet to go everywhere. And he's like, oh, I'm not doing that. And yeah. then that's why they got. And she probably banged someone or he banged someone too. Oh, I mean, out. come on. As the, the, the Kardashians banging everyone. I can't keep up with them. Yeah, I mean, hey, I can't keep up with myself and I don't bang anyone. (laughs) So it's amazing. Um, The other thing, I I think, well, one thing about that GQ man of the year thing, it's so like those things now don't. It used to be a big deal. Who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit edition? Who was the Sports Illustrated man? Like, I just saw something. Deion Sanders was the sportsman of the years for Sports Illustrated. It's like he was four and eight. What are you talking about? But those people do those things now. It's not who is the the most deserving person. It's who's going to get us a day or two of Twitter responses. Because, you know, if you just say, oh, sportsman I, there was, uh, I don't even know. You're clearly, you're clearly not on 4chan much because on 4chan, no. they're constantly talking about who they put on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit model and who's man of the year. They are very <laughs> upset about what's going on in this country right now on yeah, 4chan. I don't understand the whole. Is 4chan uh, still a thing? I don't know, but my friend Dan Childs <laughs> used to love it and he'd send us things and it was hilarious. Yes. But um but I don't understand the whole getting upset about stuff like that. Like the people who get well, up in arms about uh, Deion Sanders or Caitlyn Jenner. Thing. I'm here, just like, why do you care? I, I here's the thing. I, I kind of understand why people get upset about Caitlyn Jenner being woman of the year from many angles. I can understand why they get upset about that. The Deion Sanders thing 
it, I don't understand why you would get upset about that. He has been doing this his entire life. He's been more famous PR. Yeah, than than he deserved to be. Was he a good football player? He's, yes. a, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame. Was, was he a good player. baseball player? Yes. Yes. Was he but but was he deserving? Was he so much better than everybody else that he deserved all of the hoopla? No. But the guy's a showman, so yeah. it was awesome. It's been awesome to watch the Colorado Buffaloes play up until they lost. Up to that point, yeah. I was full in on Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. I was hoping they'd win every game and it would be prime time for the entire season and they'd have to have him on the sideline for the national championship game wearing sunglasses, pissing off people that don't like that kind of antics in sports. With his with his three toes. He only has three toes now. He had to get his toe. He might have to get his foot amputated. Is that from diabetes? No, because if it's at the end of his career, he kept missing games because he had turf toe. And I remember just being like, oh, what a pussy. You got your toes hurt. And then I had my toe hurt uh, a couple weeks ago where I thought I had gout or it was broken. And I was like, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I can't walk. It's the most painful thing ever. And I've, then I've developed kept, plantar fasciitis. And it's, ooh, that sounds it, awful. it's only awful every once in a blue moon. Like, I'll get up and I'll try to stand on that foot and it'll I'll like yeah. kind of collapse a little bit. But then I have to walk it off. So hopefully it doesn't that, get worse than it that's is. That's the thing about getting older is when you used to get hurt, it, it comes up to the whole, oh, you're going to wash my car thing. Now it's like, oh, your foot hurts. Tell me about your foot. I went to a concert with my lady friend and her brothers and sister and their, their significant others. And I was like, I can't. I, it was the day before. I was like, if this was the day before, I wouldn't go because I think I have gout and it hurt so bad. It was my middle toe. And then they still, well, this was months ago, and they'll still just be like, how's your gout? And they're just laughing at me because they're in their like late 20s, early 30s. I was like, dude, just wait until you get like 37. And There's you just have one gout. day your, your body's <laughs> just going to be like, hey, man, you know what we don't do anymore? Milk. And you're like, why? And they're like, because just right now, we don't do that anymore. Like, don't ever <laughs> drink milk again. And you're like, why, though? And you're like, go to the bathroom. That's that's why. Yeah. Or yeah, you just. Although you, you, I will say this, that if you stay consistently drinking milk, that won't happen to you. It happened to me. I uh, well, used to drink milk all the time. Well, you stopped for a amount of time and now you can't do it anymore. You didn't well, one I day wake up. Because I kept shitting myself. That's why. You got a bad patch. You got to you got to come you got to get your milk for me dude my my cows the milk is perfect You don't have you don't have cows I Jeff. do I have two in the backyard right now I'm sure you do. You have <laughs> possums. You're talking about how you have possums. I do have bushes. a family of possums in my bush, and I was telling you how the little girls. I love how there. Florida. Sometimes you just out of nowhere. You just. I always like. That's right. You do live in Florida. That's possums right. yeah. though are are actually an animal that you do want to have around your house because they they're eat, good for bugs, right? No, no, no. They eat snakes and moles and all the shit that you don't want. I mean, if you're okay, okay, I guess if you're okay with having something that looks like the spawn of Satan living Mm. in your bush, everything else will go away. Like they, they, there are no snakes anywhere near my house. I can guarantee. Well, that's pretty good. There's a family of possi out in my, do you see them or the possums? Yeah. Yeah. They, when the babies were born, there were three babies and they like were they were there all the time. You could pull the bush back and look in and the little baby possums would be there. And they were baby possums are very cute, except for their face. 
Hmm. They, they're very they they have fluffier fur like possum hair is very gross looking but when they're babies it's very they look like little hamsters but they have like snarly alligator face with teeth that are they have an overbite they're they're ugly as fuck that sounds a lot uh like me actually actually you know i have an amazing face you are pretty. once i got less fat i got I'm, I'm getting fat it's getting cold up here it's amazing when it gets cold all of a sudden i just start gaining weight i'm not i'm not eating or drinking anymore any less than i usually do yep um but i just start getting fat and i don't know i haven't it's it's um i love not doing anything jeff but when you don't do anything you don't do anything you're telling so, like, me when I'm working, I'm doing stuff. I'm seeing stuff. Now I just wander around Boston like a homeless person listening to 985 in podcasts. And yeah. that's my my thing. I uh, that's yeah, that's 70 percent of my life, dude. You don't you wander around Boston listening to podcasts, No, but like not having fan? not having any work to do. Do you know what's a weird thing that happens to me now? What is I walk around the streets so much that I see the whole like me and the homeless guys are like, hey, what's up? We're like, they're my new David Pasternak. <laughs> they, right, like, they think you're one of them. They don't ask me for money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, I hope know, he like, doesn't ask me for money. Hey, man, where where are you coming? Like, where is it good where you were? <laughs> I'm like, ah, that <laughs> government center. <laughs> no one was there. I had to move. So I'm going to move somewhere else. Ask for money. I just wander around just with a homeless guy wearing the same freaking hooded sweatshirt and Patriots jacket that I got at the casino. I Did I tell you uh, when I got the ca- casino jacket? I told yes, you about that, yes, right? We talked about that. When, I, when I, the other AC day went. I was walking around. Uh, yeah, the other day I was walking around and I saw another guy with the Patriots casino jacket. We did the Jeep. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Maybe it was the first Patriots casino jacket guy I saw. I was like, what's up, Is man? it a specific jacket? Like you could tell that it's, it's a casino just, jacket? It's the, it's the warmest, nicest, like I wouldn't say nicest, but it's like the warmest jacket I've ever had. And it just has this like generic Patriots logo on it, which is like the official logo. It's not like it's a, you know, a Walmart Patriots logo. It's a real Patriots logo. It's just a black jacket with a Patriots logo on the front of it. But it's it's when you see it, it's just like, oh, you got one, too. Oh, man. I don't know. I was in New York City in like 2006 and I uh, under packed so i was freezing my ass off so i went into a store and bought a johnny blaze hoodie and it is the warmest thing of all time i can't wear it in florida i have to go uh i have to go to canada to wear this thing and i i I bought it and put a jacket over it and i got hot in a place where i had just been freezing my ass off and could just go the hoodie it's weird how they make clothing up north that's better for the cold than they do in florida because when it's 30 Mm. degrees here it's just as cold as it is in new york when it's 30 degrees yeah no i mean if not colder because you're not used to it right so i feel like they should make hoodies that are that good down here Mm -hmm. but i just said i I couldn't wear it down here so i guess maybe yeah but i mean once i went down to florida it was the when i was little we went for spring training to boardwalk and baseball yeah baby i spent a lot of time at boardwalk and baseball the royals were there yes and uh i played on that field twice did you we didn't get to go because it was so cold that uh they canceled the games it was it was freezing i rode that roll they had a roller coaster that literally all it did is it went straight and then it did two loops and then it was over Really? Yes. There was a there at Riverside at Riverside in uh, which is now Six Flags, but everyone still calls it Riverside in Agua, Massachusetts. There was 
uh, what was it called? It was the cyclone. I feel was like the they, this is this is like the, the Black 12. Widow. Yeah, it was the Black Widow, and it was one loop. You'd wait in line for forty-five minutes to an hour. Get on this roller coaster. It was just one loop, and then it would go back. And then you get off, and that was it. And yeah, it that might have been the same exact seconds. ride as a boardwalk of baseball. I think it wasn't two loops; it was one loop, it's and then the you went Black backward. Widow. It's funny because that that makes sense to me because the Black Widow is a pussy spider when there's a brown recluse available. So if there was a better roller coaster, they would call it the brown recluse. Look, you going off Florida, knowing your spiders now. Yeah. Jeez, anywhere in the That's south, nice. you can get a brown recluse. They're far more deadly than a Black Widow. Absolutely. So, um. One thing I wanted to talk about was and this is just bugging me. I, I wanted to bring it up with Mark, but I didn't because it was a sponsor of the show and I didn't. But up here in Boston, yes. we have Jor- Jordan's Furniture. Okay. Do you know Jordan's Furniture? No, dude. I don't it's like, live there. It's just, but I mean, it's a big thing. So in your travels. Like Publix? It, it, it's a yeah, it's but it's a furniture store, but they advertise on everything. So if you end up watching the NBA League package or NHL package, I know. Jordan's Furniture advertises on Bruins games, Red Sox games, Celtics games, Patriots games, like everything. It's always advertising on something. And the Jordan's Furniture guy is this old guy, Elliot, with a ponytail. Is it as bad as Don Reed Ford? uh, No, because Jordan, uh, Elliot from Jordan's, he does. Craig Breslow, the GM of the Red Sox, when he got introduced, was like, he's a, a former relief pitcher. And he just got named the GM and he goes, he goes, I know what it's like to win. As a Red Sox, I know sitting in the bleachers at Fenway Park as a child. I know sitting in the, the bullpen. I know the wind going through your jersey as you're walking on the field. And it's just like, shut up, dude. It, it, the Jordan's furniture guy will be like, you're with your family and you're sitting on a couch watching the sports game. And he's like painting this picture where you're just like, no one's life is like that, Jordan Elliott. Like no one's life is as as amazing as no one sees their family and is like, ah, the kid is sitting, the kid and the dog are sitting on the part of the couch that I sit on. How joy. They're like, no, get the hell off of where I, I sit. I couldn't on my disagree couch. with you more. I feel that way I when I, I come kids. in, when I come in and, and my wife and kid are on the couch with the dog, I'm very happy. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I guess I'm just an old crotchety man with no kids that whenever I hear Elliot from Jordan's Furniture talk about family stuff, I'm like, shut the F up. Elliot, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, Do you know not, why I brought yeah, up Don Reed Ford? Do you remember Don Reed Ford? Don, I know Don Reed Where Ford. Where they got yeah. pissed because we dropped Mike and Mike in the morning. So the guy bought all of the advertisement. So all of the commercials had to be Don Reed Ford. So it would be three Don Reed Ford commercials in a row every break. I do not remember Dude, that. That's that was funny epic. Though. That was epic. Epic. Slam. <laughs> Epic radio slam was that guy's like my favorite show is Mike and Mike in the morning. I'm one of your biggest biggest advertisers. Don't get rid of Mike and Mike in the morning. We're getting rid of Mike and Mike in the morning. Okay, I'm gonna spend a shitload of money to tell you to go fuck yourself. No one is gonna <laughs> want to listen to your radio station because of the amount of Don Reed commercials Don they're Reed going Ford. to hear. And I literally, being the guy who was in charge of ho- hopefully getting people to listen to the station, was like, I can't do this. Like I can't put three Don Reed commercials in a row. You, I, you've yeah. sold this, and you've written a check that your ass can't cash because I'm putting commercials in between. These. In between, yeah, there's at least going to be a PSA about smoking or something in yeah, between. Yeah, I, I, I refuse to. We I refuse to do this up here on the radio. Now that I'm wandering around aimlessly like a homeless man listening to podcasts, they have the Commonwealth Auto one, which is um, 
it's this woman and it's their whole family owns and it used to be this older man and he used to be the crazy guy on the commercials but during covid remember they had lack of those chips for the yeah, cars yeah, yeah. so nah, that's still a problem chips. yes but their thing is that they have the chips Ooh. and the old man at the end comes in over the radio crumpling a bag of and chips. i guess we're into like a like and hey he goes but we got plenty of chips and the woman's like stop it with the chips dad and it's like oh my i change i turn the radio off do you know why they're in those pink on. bags what what pink bags? chips come in pink bags no because no static we- electricity can happen in those bags so it doesn't ruin the chips with static electricity you're talking about the car chips. He has any he's talking kind of about chip. potato chips. No, oh, he's, potato his chips? thing is he's acting. His thing oh, he's acting, he's like, acting he's an like he's an idiot. Dumb, and that he has potato chips and not the actual car. You're chips. pissed that you didn't get that gig. No, I'm, I'm yes, I'm pissed that I'm not coming from a millionaire family running an auto dealership. Yes, I'm 100 pissed. I wish that my family <laughs> owned an auto dealership, especially the one that had correct. the chips. But if I ha- I would not have an annoying chips commercial. I just you would be the, the like guy with thing. the bag of chips. But what I love, I love a commercial where you don't even realize it's on and it just goes away and you're like, wow, I didn't change the chain. Like I, if Commonwealth Auto or Jordan's Furniture gave me a free couch or a free car, I'd be be like go fuck yourself i don't want it get it away Publix, I don't want it. Publix down here is famous for making commercials that you don't even know they were publics until the very end of the yeah, commercial oh, yeah. and they're like Publix, where shopping is a pleasure that's i love the commercial where you don't even know it's a commercial it's like a, it's like a one camera shoot where they're going through like the guys walking into the thanksgiving dinner and it's like the mom's like hey joe good to see you and they goes over the table and dad's like yeah. hey joe glad you're home it's a happy thanksgiving and it's a little kid like oh hey uncle joe and then it's like Publix, where shopping is a pleasure uh, then MOB show at gmail.com for all future uh, commercials that want to be played. That'd be amazing if we could have. You couldn't even play to- a Publix commercial on this show because you would never know that it was a commercial commercial. It would just yeah, sound like like music and then it would end. We need to get sponsors, Jeff. How do we get sponsors? Well, if you, I made 20 bucks off of this, that'd be the greatest accomplishment of my life. The The fact of the matter is, Michael, that we need to grow this show and mm-hmm. uh when you grow the show, they will come. You can go they on. Will. You can go on and get uh, like all of the spot. Like every podcast you listen to, you know, say how they all have the same sponsors with a code. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you can go on right now and sign up for all of those things to sponsor you with a code. And anybody that uses your code, you get money for it. Let's do it. All right. Well, if you're like, uh, you could get to uh, meundies.com. That's while I one. while I'm editing this show and making it happen. You go do that. You go get us meundies. I, I don't know how to do that. Just go online. I have all day. I could do it tomorrow. Yes, I'll figure it good. out. Figure it out. Get us so many advertisers that it becomes annoying that we have advertising. We'll we'll Please. do we'll do 17 minute long meundies commercials. I mean, I could talk oh, about underwear like all day, and we I could do Bill Burr. We, we could do Bill Burr impressions. MeUndies. Dadka. What, how did he used to do it? He I don't to, know. I don't, I don't listen to the Bill Burr. He, oh, you don't? I listen he, to Tony Kornheiser. He used to, to, he used to do something funny with MeUndies. Where he goes, MeUndies. Dadka. Um, 
I would love to. Yeah, I would love to have an actual commercial. That'd be amazing. And yeah. imagine if someone actually bought underwear with Michael Bryan code. That'd be amazing. Hey, listen, I'll tell you this much. I think uh, True Classic is another one, and I wear nothing but True Classic tees now. They're fantastic. If we do get True Classic, don't go buy them now. If you're listening, don't okay. you dare. Don't buy dare a buy true fucking classic true shirts. classic T-shirt right now. Yeah, but if we get them as a sponsor, I say I would say at least get yourself a three-pack of true classic tees. They're fantastic. Mm. Yes. All right, we're gonna do that. Hey, hey don't, we're also don't, gonna do. Don't stop the show. Go yet. to a break. Oh, why? It's, I gotta go. No, you don't. Let's let's. This is gonna be quick. My my. Uh, I went to Thanksgiving and I wore a scally cap. You know what a scally cap is. Yeah, my dad went to Ireland. He got me one. It's right here. Yeah, I so I, I still I'll got the tag on. on it. So I was wearing a scally cap. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm wearing my scally cap. And, I'm wearing uh, a scally cap right now. My niece and her boyfriend are sitting there, and uh, her boyfriend t- turns and whispers something to her, and she goes, yeah, that's the gayest hat he has. <laughs> and I was like, what? Is that is supposed it the Miami to be? one you're wearing right now? No, it was a scally cap. Like what oh, you're I wearing it was right now. Miami here. one. No, and uh, and I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? And the and the boyfriend goes, oh, what are you going to go drive a car in England? And I said, no, I'm a member of the IRA. No, what you do is you go. You know what you do with scally caps? You punch motherfuckers in the face, and you got to do it in a Boston <laughs> accent, and then you just whack them right in the face. And if the cops come, they'll be like. Oh, well, what'd you say to him? He's wearing a scally cap. They punch. That's the <laughs> that's law. Literally if, like a permission to punch people in the face. If you disrespect a man with a scally cap, he's allowed to punch you once in the face. That and is, by the I way, my scally cap is by far not the gayest hat that I have. <laughs> not even. No, close. you got way, yes. way gayer. I have way one that says hats. I, the, I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I got a hat that says <laughs> that right there. <laughs> that's pretty gay hat. <laughs> All right. Oh. Now you can end it. Okay, now I can end it. Uh, We're going to go right to our uh, guest here. We're going to go to the break, and we are going to go right into our guest, uh, Mark Bertrand from uh, Zolak and Bertrand, Zoe and Bertrand, Beetle and Zoe on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Uh, You can listen to him from 10 to 2 every Monday through Friday. And, you know, we want to thank him for being on the show, even though um, this is a really bad intro. I'm going to cut. I'll cut it. We're yeah, cut it. Just cut it. All right. So wait, let's try that one more time. Make are you making a note of what time this is? No, I, I know this? how to do this. Okay. The best part would be is if you don't do it and then this is just what's happening. Has that ever happened before? I don't know. I don't listen to the show. Why would I ever listen to this? It's horrible. Um anyways. Hey, I can hey Jason or uh Maddox, tell me if I didn't cut this out. Okay. One of the two listeners. Uh so anyway. So uh, we're going to go right into our guest here of the day. Uh, it's truly an honor to talk to uh, Mark Bertrand from Zolak and Bertrand. You can listen to him every Monday through Friday on 98.5 The Sports Hub here in Boston. Truly an honor. And I hope you enjoy Mr. Mark Bertrand. And we are back on the Michael Bryan show. And we are with uh, our our our. our First time guest, local uh, Boston sports talk legend. Now, I guess you're a legend. You've been on. How long have you been on 98.5 for? This is Mark Bertrand, by the way. uh, Afternoon host of of, uh, Bertrand and Zolak. Zolak and Bertrand, Beetle and Zoe. So many names. How long have you been with 98.5 for? Uh, Since day one. Yeah, you were, right? Yeah, you were. You're an OG. I'm an OG. I'm one of the uh, originals. I was there day one. So that's 2009. So it's been over 14 years now. It is pretty Legend. crazy how quickly that's uh, 
it, it doesn't seem like it was. It seems like it's been around forever, but it really hasn't at all. I mean, 14 years feels like a long time. That's a long time in radio. Yeah, I mean, 14 years in the same place in radio. Unbelievably long time. long time. That's awesome. Yeah. And for the most part, outside of the first couple of years, it's been the same cast of characters. I mean, you might have bounced around times, but it's basically been the same cast of characters since the get-go. And now, of course, yeah. with Rich leaving. But I, I've worked in two spots. I worked on Felger and Maz for five and a half years, and now I've been with you know my show with Zoe for nine plus years so that 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 is uh that is unheard of you've been yeah very very lucky because you are a local where where are you from uh, again quincy Uh, right i grew up in quincy yeah Yeah, did you go to what which high school did you go in quincy north i'm a north North. who is the red raider one of my favorite questions i ask anyone when they bring up their high school who is the most famous person from your high school like when someone says quincy north high who who comes from uh i would say uh for my high school for north uh we had a charles sweeney who was a, a big deal in World War II because he was responsible for dropping one of the atomic bombs. Whoa, wowzers! So, I mean, that's I mean, that's a, a name, you know, pretty decorated guy and a guy who was involved in a massive world-changing moment. I don't think you can get much more sort of famous than that. Would he do like? I mean, I've he never heard of it. Did the third-string uh, defensive back for the Minnesota Vikings go there. So, you know, it's a little different in terms of fame, right? Would he be uh, in parades and stuff? Were they like, this is the uh, guy that dropped the bomb? I mean, I remember I remember that he was sort of involved in, like, doing, like, you know, when you'd have, like, an assembly? Yeah. You know, and, right. He, he was still sort of doing that when I was a kid, you know, going to the schools and talking about about sort of that stuff. And he was doing that stuff, I think, when my dad was in high school in the early 70s. So uh, he went to Quincy High, and he wanted here, – here's what it is. My parents went to Quincy High. They wanted better for their children. And so my brother and I went to North Quincy High. That's oh, what I always say. Nice. It drives the Quincy it drives the Quincy High people up a wall. They get <laughs> pissed off about that. And that's what I say. So what do you expect? My parents wanted better for their children the same way you'll want better Every for your parent. kids than what you had. Yes. Every parent wants that. Correct. Okay. So that's why my brother and I went to North. My parents knew that Quincy was a shithole and that their kids should go to North. And so there we are, right? That's, uh, now, it's. I, I grew up in Northampton. I grew up with, uh, we'll get into UMass, but with Adam Frenier and, and Curry Hicks Sage. He hates it when I say his name on on, on uh, line. He well, wants, he well wants, you and I both know the real identity of yes. Curry Hicks Sage, but we will. Uh, we'll, I knew him since he was six. He's been on the show. But we will keep so his funny. secret. Did he come on as Curry Hicks Sage? Or did he as come Curry Hicks Sage, he would not say his name. He would not Beautiful. say his name. I was actually just texting with him the other day. Yeah. So uh, that's funny. But and no one lives in Northampton anymore because they're like, a got too expensive. And then everyone's just like, ah, and no one lives in Northampton anymore. It's too expensive. A, number one, we're going to go down a weird side road here. I saw something the other day about Northampton uh, that I had sort of heard about. But now I am like feel like I'm well read on the matter. And that is that Iron Horse has been gone for like a while. And now so- they're raising money and collecting donations to reopen Iron Horse. And I I. Now I'm like down this rabbit hole of reading about this developer and this real estate guy that bought up. This guy's like Monty Burns of Northampton. Right. He just bought up all these properties, bought everything and never did anything with it. Him and my I'm not saying my Uncle Pat had something to do with that, but my Uncle Pat is the minority owner in a lot of things. And then all of a sudden he got deep in with this guy. Apparently, allegedly. I don't know. Your family is ruining Northampton. 
Uh, well, Uncle they've Pat been doing that since the day possibly. Mike was born. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uncle, Uncle Pat this guy, is single-handedly ruining Northampton. You heard possibly. it here first. But we're getting it back. We're getting it back. And this guy, he owned the Calvin, the Iron Horse, yes. all these restaurants. And he just owned the liquor licenses, refused to sell them. And it just turned into the shantytown homeless place downtown because no one everyone left all was is joe's toasted Cafe. owl still there toasted, toasted owl. owl i was just there thanksgiving weekend all right toasted Meg owl sullivan still owns joe's cafe and uh yeah and uh but yeah there's only like three play fitzwillies toasted and joe's are like the only three and then shout out to jj's tavern in florence massive what was a spaghetti place when they're like spaghetti spaghetti freddy's, freddy's. Spaghetti gone freddy's. that's been that was, gone for a while that's been gone a long time and that's now a train station you can buy, take a train into northampton now and wow. it's not cheap i tried to do it once from northampton it was like 300 dollars. i was like i'll just walk what are you talking about 300 dollars? <laughs> what kind of train is it it's not it's obviously an amtrak not. train what is it yeah, a direct um so where, obviously where not northampton that I've would taken be a the train to springfield before and then i think you might have to get off in springfield and switch to another train I'm, maybe I i'm forgetting that i that i have heard recently that the money that goes into amtrak may have been mishandled quite a bit so their prices have gone up a, <laughs> no. a bit yeah i've heard that yeah, that's I've heard embarrassing that recently, actually no way no way yeah so i was home and i went to mark mark uh most famous uh because I, I am a, a frequent listener i'm a to, to 985 you were the play-by-play uh man for the UMass game where they beat UConn and yep. Freeman jumped up on the scores table with, I believe, what, seven seconds left in the game? Yep, he did. He was on the table and he was on the he was on the side with the benches, like, you know, with his hand in the air, like getting the crowd going and the game was still going on. He wasn't on the floor when UConn came down and took their final shot. He was too busy up on the They had a power play. They had a power play for the last game. <laughs> they still got <laughs> second shot. Yeah. It was like the, it was the last time I think UConn played uh, UMass and um no they, yeah w- no, did they play it? after they that? played one more time after that did they that? played one more time the following year at the civic center in hartford people always ask me about my irrational hatred of uconn and bc and it all stems to them refusing to play umass in basketball and i just don't understand i actually did a duck tour for the northeastern coach in the northeastern team basketball team and i said why don't you guys have like a holiday tournament of like um a bean pot, but with New England basketball schools. And they, it's like one of those tournaments is just all New England schools. And he said, the answer to all your questions all the time is Boston College. I believe it. <laughs> I totally believe it. Yeah. yeah. My irrational hatred for BC started before sort of intertwining the UMass element to it. It was more just their sort of general uh, attitude about things and sort of like that sanctimonious thing that they have about them. Yes, I just find to be such a turnoff. It's it's ridiculous, and so you know that started Can younger we, than that. I I had family members that had like season tickets to football and basketball there, and none of them went there, but they all sort of like got on board with like the whole BC vibe. And I, I've never been a fan. Can we dig never. into this a little bit? Because uh, what are they the best sports college in the town of Boston? They should be, but I mean they suck. Yeah. Right now. Have, yeah, they, have, they, now. have they been to a final four? No. no. Has any school They've been to the Elite Eight? They've been to the Elite Eight. I mean, they had they had a good run of years, and this is this is one of my things that I sort of do hate them for. That they're not better. And yeah. so, like the BC hate right now, it's just because I hate them because you hate them. It's not because they're good. They're way more fun to hate when they're good. Yeah, and I've said that. Like, it, I wish they were better, so I could hate them more and have them to root against. But 
they're 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 at a point of irrelevance. They're at a point in a- yeah. That's what I was gonna like, say. They're not they're not the Nobody best sports school yeah. in Boston. They're not the smartest school in Boston by a, a mile. Would so you where, rather watch a BC basketball game or a BU hockey game? BU hockey right? game. A BU hockey all day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather watch so, a UMass basketball game than a BC basketball game. Well. That's going far too, but uh, <laughs> you will find no disagreements here. Yeah, I was just down. I was just down. I went to the UMass, UMass UConn game. It's the first game I went to all year. One of my best friends is a coach for UMass. I want UMass to do so well, but I'm walking around that stadium. I lived in Austin, Texas, for a year years ago, and I went to a Lake Travis Westlake uh, high school game in Austin. That's like where Drew Brees went, Baker Mayfield went, and the. Those high school facilities are better than UMass's. And it's just like, I couldn't imagine my friend flying to Florida and being like, hey, do you want to come to UMass? And those kids like looking at their high school and being like, no. <laughs> those kids, those kids at, yeah, those kids at Westlake get paid better too. Yeah, no crap. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I am a member of the, the uh, NIL midnight ride thing for the football team. But it's just, I, I just don't understand why UMass just won't get, just get in a league. At least yeah, get in a league. They you know? desperately need a conference. That was actually what started my text messaging with uh, – Curry Hicks Sage the other day. I was I texted him and I said, "How is it that Delaware five minutes ago moves up and has a conference, and UMass for a dozen years has just been walking around aimlessly after you know a brief a brief stint in the MAC that lasted not only, a couple of seasons? Not only that, but Delaware will be better. I mean, first of all, Delaware could probably beat UMass right now, maybe, but Delaware is going to be better." in two years than UMass is right now. And they've been in Look at James for, Madison. James Madison moved up this year. They started out like eight. No. Yeah. It, it has everything to do with the people running the show. Whoever's yeah, running the money. shows it's got to go money. because I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm an Orlando, Florida native, and we have the university of central Florida here. UCF is what we call it. And it has gone leaps and bounds, but it never gets the same amount of respect as USF, which is right up the street in Tampa. And they've, they've been UCF has arguably been a better school for football, especially baseball and basketball arguably for a longer time than usf but we get no respect it has to be the people at the top that are making decisions that people don't want to bring them up to that next level it's like they did the they're like we're going d1 in football it, it's almost the equivalent of saying i'm going to just bring my family to disney world and then staying 40 minutes outside of the of walt disney world in a motel six and and being like, hey, anyone else want to come to Disney World with me? And they're like, no. <laughs> Why would I want to stay in a Motel Six? Yeah, or or it's like you know making the trip and buying the airline tickets and then getting there and saying, well, we're not going in because we ran out of money. Yeah. You're gonna look at it from the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, That's well, what too. the fuck was the point of this trip? Why yeah. did we, my dad? Why did we make this trip? What is what is the point of this? Because look, at, we're we here. This? We we, we can we say gonna... we were here, guys. Yeah. What we did it? You know, I mean, it. they've just they've made. They made a lot of mistakes since they moved up, and a lot of them were to do with coaching hires. At least now they've got a respectable coach. You know, is he the yeah. best? Is he the best coach out there? No, but he's a respectable coach. And he care. I mean, he's he's going to be there if they yeah. they win. He's going to stay. Right. I mean, he's a guy who wants to be there, and he's he's a legitimate football coach, which is for the first time in a decade they're able to say that. And that they haven't able. You know, the Charlie Molnar era and the oh, that is. Walt Bell era. And, you know, Mark Whipple 
to his credit, is a legitimate football coach, but I'm not sure how much he loved the gig and, you know, by the end was sort of like, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah he, he sort of had enough. Which I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, if uh, Coach Brown right now is get me out of here. You know, like it, it's. I think he's got a lot more passion for it still. Yeah, so but I, it's still just it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I can change it, and then you get in there and you're like, but oh, wait, like, no, I can't. But when he took over though, like he's in year two now, and and you know they're trending. I feel like they trended in the right direction toward the end of the year, starting yeah. with that win at Army. But the thing about that is he had to start from scratch again because it was such a disaster that he walked into. Yeah. You know, it's not like they've gotten incrementally better and they said, oh, we started out with crappy coaches a decade ago, but we slowly incrementally found ways to be a better program. No, they took it back with hiring Walt Bell. I mean, that was a freaking disaster. And so... And he just got fired again. Oh, he sucks. Oh, it was uh, such a bad hire. Ryan Bamford should be ashamed of that hire. If you get Bamford's still there. If you get a job like UMass, you gotta remember they don't make movies about the teams that are have all the money and and win a championship. They make Hoosiers, they make Remember the Titans. Stick around, do something great there, and then go make your mark elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Know. It's uh, but but back to like UMass not using their money. The Patriots aren't using their money. The Red Sox. It's so funny how it all comes down to just people not wanting to spend money. You know, and, well, and then yeah, th- that's those are those are different though. the The fact of the matter is, I don't think it's any different at all. I, th- the, I think it's Patriots very different. It's been, didn't want to spend money. The The Patriots, though, have always been a club that waited until it was time to spend money to spend money. It's not time to spend money right now. You can't you can't have a you can't be proving a guy at quarterback after having a legend. They tried the Cam Newton experience, it didn't work. They brought in a kid and you wait until that kid proves himself and then you spend the money and he's not going to prove himself so they want to be able to draft better to get another guy. I think the I, difference is you're talking about two entities that have the money. Yes. In the Red versus, Sox and Patriots versus <laughs> yeah. a university that doesn't quite have the resources. But they could have, UMass could have the money. But like you're saying, they have the money. They're not spending it. And it doesn't even matter if they spend the money. It's just I think they went both both went through like, all right, everything just kind of worked out. So we're just going to keep doing it the way we did it. And it's just going to keep working out. And then all of a sudden it's not working out. And here they are now, especially the Patriots, which is just a complete and utter. There's no... There's no one player on the Patriots that you're like, he's going to be on the team next year. Not one. Like maybe Kyle Duggar, and that's a safety. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Duggar is definitely one of those guys I'd want to see back. But when you look at this roster, there's not a ton of talent on it, right? I mean, what's the core of this team over the next three or four years that's currently on the roster? I would say Bill Belichick, but I have been hearing rumors that he might be going. He's gone. Rumors. I mean, rumors, yeah. yeah. They're two and nine. I mean, is, is that much of a rumor if you think he's they're two and nine? He's about to leave his owner with no choice. Yeah. That you've you've got to say goodbye. That you've got to put an end to it. Or the Mac Jones experiment. So two and nine turns into two and fifteen, and then they draft they draft a quarterback again and and give it another shot. But that's what I that's what I really think. I think they waited a little bit too long on Mac Jones, who I believed in actually. I would have made the same mistake. But they could have traded up and drafted another guy and brought in another guy. Because you look at like a Will Levis, they definitely could have gotten him. Is he going to turn out to be good? Maybe not. But he's not proven to not be good yet, which I think Mac Jones coming into this draft could have been said to have been proven to not be the guy. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, nobody should blame them for drafting Mac Jones. No. That was the move to make. Yeah. Right? I, don't think, yeah. I, don't, I don't think very many people do blame them for drafting Mac Jones. They should have something better behind Mac Jones than what they've got. Yeah. Now, what week into it? You've gone You've gone your whole 14 years in 98.5. I always tell my friends from out of town, I've gone 20 years where I think my football team is going to win every game they've ever played. And now for the past year and a half, basically, I think they're going to lose every game they ever play. As doing a daily sports talk show, and your main thing is the Patriots, that's the thing that gets the needle moving. When, at what point during this were you just like, oh, no, what do we talk about? We're just – there's nothing – I mean, I worked in Buffalo for four months – when it was every day we we're talking about, should it be J.P. Lossman or Kelly Holcomb at quarterback? And that's what you guys are at now, Billy Zappi or Malik Cunningham or whatever. And it's just like that's what that's just basically arguing over what type of cancer you want to die of. You know, like what's yeah, the point? Yeah, I know what you're even? saying. It's it's well, I mean, the Bill story is huge, though, right? The oh Bill, yes, Bill Belichick story. The element of this is massive, and we have less than forty days until we find out if he's going to stay or go. And so when you think of it that way, then you think big picture, Bill's future, how will it end between him and Kraft? Will it end? Does Kraft want it to end? I mean, that will be a major storyline from now until the end of the season. And we, it's been a major storyline all season long. It was a story before the season when I was asking Zoe, what's it going to take for Bill to be in danger of losing his job? Because, you know, Robert put out that letter to the season ticket holders at the end of the season. And then he had that, that meeting, which right. I feel like the meeting with the reporters in Phoenix has, has sort of been forgotten. But Robert had a closed door breakfast off the record meeting with every beat writer that was in town covering the Super Bowl. Every Pat's beat writer that was out there got an invite to breakfast with Robert and it was off the record. And from what I've heard, the meeting was about him being serious in what he had said publicly by way of those letters. He wanted to express that it wasn't just PR. It wasn't some guy in the marketing office putting that letter together, that it was heartfelt, that he meant it, that he had real expectations for the team and real expectations for Bill. That's what I think it was about. It was just reinforcing what he had said publicly, but he wanted to do it privately with the people who covered the team. He wanted them to know he was serious. So if that's true, and he was serious, and it was heartfelt, I mean, it leaves me to reach the conclusion that that means Bill's in real trouble and he's done. Two and nine already should be bad enough for him to make that call right now that he knows he's going to fire him at the end of the year. He knows he wants him out the door. So I, I think he knows I he's done feel. just by the way he's not naming – it's like an Easter egg, him not naming the starting quarterback every week and him just being yeah, like, I'm going to F with KG. you guys. He's always been cagey. Not, like not like this, though. Not like this. He named Cam Newton. He named Mac Jones. He named all these guys. And now he's just being like, I don't know. Let's see how I feel that day. Do he you named Mac Jones earlier this season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He did. He said, we're not making any changes. Mac's the quarterback. Yeah. Do, do you guys think that it's a wise move to let a guy like Bill Belichick get away? I mean, yes. at this point, yes. Yeah. Where do you 100%. think he's going mean, to go? Uh, I I think there's a number of like obvious places where it could land. Yeah. And I think Washington would be attractive. That's, that's, the thing, that's where I think he's going to go. Because of the money uh, that they have to spend and the picks. I think even more attractive than that, though, if he's basing it just on where can I go and get 20 wins over the next two seasons, I think that spot is the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think going to L.A. How old is Bill? Bill is 71. Maybe. 71, right? My dad is 72, was a high school football coach 
for my entire life. I'm, I'm 42. He just stopped maybe five something years ago. I couldn't imagine my dad at 72 being a high school football coach, let alone an NFL coach. Just what that entails, the amount of time, the amount of just I mean, my dad mispronounces Santa Claus on purpose just to piss people off now. And that's, you know, you just once you get to that old, you're just you're losing it. And just to see just for fun. And now you have to relate to 20 year olds. I, th- you know? I think Bill's I think Bill Belichick's always been a delegator, though. That's why that's why his guys leave him and go other places and don't have great success because they have a CEO level guy that's got his guys below him that he's delegating to and they do great in that system and then they leave the system and it's not as good as it was in that system. And I think the only reason why I don't know that he'll go to the I'm going to say Redskins. Sorry, everyone. I can't stop. Yeah, you'll be the reason he'll go to the Redskins (laughs) is because the reason he won't go to the Redskins is because Josh Harris has said that he wants the regular GM coach setup, and I don't think Belichick's going to go for that. I'm with you. I don't think he will either. So wherever he goes, he will need to have his same setup that he's got now. Absolutely, and that's that's why I think it's a waste of time to talk about bringing in a GM with Bill. That's not going to happen. Yes, it's not going to happen. Now, one of my favorite uh, topics of working in radio in my life uh, is is my favorite type of sports talk callers, which you're getting the the whole hodgepodge now with the Patriots and the Red Sox being bad and even the Bruins because once hockey's. So here's my, my top five list, and I would love for you to add to it. Number one is trade scenario guy, the guy who will trade – uh, you know, trade uh, uh, Jimmy Butler for Peyton Pritchard straight up and maybe throw You've in a first that round guy, pick. Is this a power? Is that guy number one on the list? That's a, I don't know if this is a power ranking, okay. but it's right, up. I'm, write it, that's I'm up taking there. notes now. Okay, trade guy. Okay. Yeah, trade guy. Number two, I, I was at the game guy. Always has to start off that I was at the game like he knows something better, had better eyesight in the 300 corners uh, by being at the game. Number three, which is is it happened in Buffalo, but it's big time Boston. You never talk hockey guy. You never talk about hockey. And then when you talk about hockey is number four. Why do you talk hockey? You know nothing about hockey guy. That That is my. That's, favorite. Wait, that's the same fucking guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. But it switches. It's, it's you when you don't talk. No, that's hockey. one guy. That's one guy. You <laughs> never talk hockey. Seconds. You talk yeah. hockey calls back the next day. Hey, you don't know shit about hockey. about hockey. Why are you talking hockey? Well, why do you want me talking about it? <laughs> what do okay, you want me to I do? I love that. That's a good one. Big and then number five, I got that injury once, guy. Whenever Rob Gronkowski would hurt his back, that was the key. That was the I was waiting injury. for that. I was like, oh, I hope you don't forget the injury guy. Yeah, I got that injury once in high school, guy. So who am I? Who am I missing of the of the? I hate saying Mount Rushford, but best list of the trade guy, the at the game guy, uh, never talk hockey guy. Injury guy. You don't know shit about hockey guy. Um, I'm trying to think of who the other ones are. There's the also, of course, the first time, long time, love the first, show guy. Oh, yes. God, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also been this weird, really, it's very nice. This is not like to rip. This is this is the opposite. There's been like this weird thing since COVID where we've had the caller that calls in just to tell you how much he appreciates the show guy. And then just is, then just hangs up. I really no, like the sometimes, show. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, I'm good. That's all I wanted to say. Gives and us then, sup, so, sup, but Mark. I'll Love tell you, you. Take, like take considering, care. <laughs> considering like the cesspool that is sports talk radio. And uh, you know, I don't take myself out of that, but like, <laughs> you're like, 
well, that's really nice. Like that doesn't quite fit this, but yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Like, Oh, thank you so much guys. You know, man, it was really great that you're on every day during COVID. Like you really got me through or like, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I've had like really heartfelt calls, emails from people. Um, and you're just like, it's uncomfortable. It's sort of like, Oh, Oh, all right. That's, that's very nice of you. When people, yeah, when people see you in public, what is the number one question other than what, like, what do you get where you're just like, I don't know, like every, um, okay, I, I get who guys. wins the Super Bowl. Zoe and I have this great one where, where we go places, someone will just say to us, where's Zoe? <laughs> like you live together or something. I don't know. I'm in the checkout line at Stop and Shop. What the fuck? I don't know where yeah. Zoe. I don't know. He's probably at home. I don't know. What do you think? We like spend every every second together, and Zoe gets the exact same thing. It, we talk about it. It's no matter where we go. It's like the first thing out of people's mouth. They see Zoe. Where's Beetle? I, he's, I, I don't know. Zoe's with his wife and kids, and he's just like, yeah, what do you think? We do everything together? Like, yeah, there are times we spend time together outside of the office, but it's the weirdest thing that that's the first thing people say. Like, they can't grasp the concept that we do a show together for four hours a day and then we each go home Where's Beetle? maybe it's oh, just their way maybe it's just the easiest way to show that they've recognized you as who you are yeah that's a thing uh then it's the that that's a big one they demand to know where your where your co-host is um or they ask the big one is like what's so really like yeah, what is he really like? What? <laughs> I, if you can't watch the show like four hours a day and maybe come up with some ideas to what he's like, and we're all different off the air than we are on, like everyone, yeah, of course. It's, it's a, you know, doing a show is weird. You're not exactly like true to yourself. It's not how you talk, have a conversation with someone, and so I'm like, he's he's oh, what do you mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, you know what? He's a total asshole. You know. Yeah, I can't <laughs> you, stand him. What do you think I'm gonna say? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like what? What are you talking about? So there's that. Um, so that it's got to be weird though. Growing up in Quincy, how so? How old are you? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. I'm forty two. So we're about the similar age. So I like I remember Scott Zolak, and I remember when he started being on radio, me being like, oh my god, Scott Zolak's on the radio. Like that's yeah. crazy. I did. And then weird. you start working with him. Like who are just local? local people that you grew up watching that you're like holy shit i'm next to so-and-so right now and you still no matter how long you've been in this business you'll still be like holy shit uh like people i've met because i mean people i've worked alongside there's not there's not a ton of those right yeah but like people i've met along the way it's been like mind-blowing like i it still blows my mind that i now like know drew bledsoe yeah oh that would yeah that'd be nuts it is mind-blowing still and it's like you know and every time he comes to town he's great and he he swings by the Steve came by the show a couple weeks ago because he was in town and it's like yeah for the you know 20th time in my life i'm saying hello and hanging out with drew bledsoe for a few minutes you know that's crazy and it he walks through the door and is like hey mark how you been like what you know (laughs) That's the kid insane. who called him the, one insane. of the best clips ever. You're 10 years old yes. calling into the Drew Bledsoe show, yes. and now you're hanging out with Drew Bledsoe. Like, that blows my mind. That's nuts. Uh, and so, you know, it's funny. We were uh, Yesterday, just yesterday, we were talking briefly at the end of the show about how 25 years ago yesterday, Drew had beaten the Bills uh, by throwing a game-winning touchdown to Terry Glenn. Uh, sorry, pass interference on Terry Glenn the next play, untimed down at the end of the game, he threw to Ben Coates. That was the first Patriots game I ever went to. 
13 years oh, old. Oh, wow. Right? And it's like this incredible uh, sports memory that I will be with me the rest of my life. And it's like, that dude, like, I know him now. You know, yeah. like, I could call him right now if I needed to. Like, it's just, that's crazy to me. Like, that's 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 one of the cool ones. If you, you want know, to be that, able to keep calling him, don't call him today and say, remember when you threw that pass to Ben Coates? Yeah, no, and so, like, you can't ever be that guy. No. Like, you can't, you can't do the Chris Farley. I, uh, you can't I used to, do it. I used to, to drive uh, limo and town cars, and I got, uh, I drove Jesse McCartney. Do you know Jesse McCartney, Absolutely. the singer? Yeah. Uh, he isn't, um, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, your beautiful soul, that that guy. I yeah, drove he him. Couple, he had a couple like radio hits, right? Yeah, yeah. He, and was, he was a child he was, star too, right? Didn't he yeah, have a show he was in, called he was on Jesse? shows and stuff. I think so. I don't yeah. know. But he was on shows, his music, whatever. I drove him, a really nice guy. And I got a ticket. He, he was open up for the Backstreet Boys. And we're backstage. I was with this girl that I was kind of seeing at the time. And we're backstage. And Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block was there. And I've just like randomly bumped into Jordan Knight a couple times doing comedy and stuff. So he kind of gave me the I know you look. And she goes up to him and does the Chris Farley. Do you remember you went to my school in eighth grade and you waved at me? And me and Jordan Knight looked at her like, what the F is the matter with you right now? And she just stood there. I was like, I got to go. And I just walked away from that. I was like mortified that I can't believe like when you witness it happen. It's just like, oh, my God, that's just so embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said for people that understand how to treat people like people like no matter yes. how famous they are yeah you've got to just they're they're just you know they're another person treat them like you would want to be treated it's just you know drew bledsoe I mean? he's just a wino now that's all he is right you know? he just sits around all day you know drinking wine and wearing scarves as zoe likes to point out frequently like that that's what he's doing now now you, know? you have but i'll you tell have... you the coolest thing is like when you when you do meet someone that you're a huge fan or were a huge fan of like as a kid and then you come to find out like oh He's a really decent guy too. Like that's kind of a nice thing. You know, yeah, they always tell you never meet your heroes, that type of thing. And then when yeah. you do meet some of those people, and you find out like, oh, he's wow, it's really nice to know that that guy is a really decent guy and a good dude, and that's that's nice. But also, they're usually like, how often, unless you meet them in a situation, you know, like it's not like they're pumping gas and you they put in 40 bucks and it clicked at 30 and they're like give me my money you know you, you're meeting them in like a situation where they're just trying to be a normal person they're, they're you're not sure. catching them at a bad time it's just like hey my name is mark and you know but you have uh, one thing you do which i love is like when you have joe mazulon you had brad Steve, you, you don't talk sports for the most unless you re really have to like i'm sure with joe you're going to talk about the run-up score thing but one of my favorite things and my girlfriend um wants to know more about this is joe mazula taping his mouth when he sleeps yes is, is that does he say that works i remember i've i remember you saying it a while ago and i just i need to do it i'm my story's getting bad so he um he's explained it the way we found out about it was ted johnson knows Joe a little bit from, I guess they were members at the same gym at once upon a time. Yeah. This goes back a few years. And he knew about it, and he asked Joe one day on the air about it. And Joe has since talked to, to me about it off the air and was like, 
Yeah, I can't believe Ted kind of outed me on the tape over <laughs> my mouth. <when> I, <laughs> I need to I need to talk to Joe about it. I'm be going to the game tomorrow. I want to go yes. up to him and just ask him about it and be so like, what sort do you of, use? He sort of explained it as like it forces you to breathe through your nose, which is, I don't know, healthier. I'm like, dude, if I tape my mouth, I might die in my sleep. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I don't know what if you have works. a stuffy nose? Like, I have a deviated septum. How do I know that I'm not going to die because I can't breathe? But yeah, he does it. That's something he does. There's like a special sleep tape that he tapes his mouth shut. Mike, sleep. is there any way that we could? Uh, I I don't know if this works or not, but can we test it out the next time we do a show? Let's find out uh, whether I taping tape my your mouth, mouth shut makes and then do a show. Better. I think that could, I think that would I think that would be a might, a lot might not help yeah. you sleep. It'll help us uh, put on a better show. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Well, hey, Mark, uh, thank you so much for for coming on the Michael Bryan show. Of course, once Hardy goes to the morning show, put my name in the hat to be the third wheel on on Zoe and uh, Bertrand or Bertrand or Zoe. Have we have we have official name for that? How did you get the, did the you Beatle guys, nickname? No, well, the Beatle nickname, number one. But how do you guys set whose name goes first in, in that? Do you have do you just say it over and over again until you're like, so, that sounds right? Typically, uh, the like the A chair, like the lead host, would yes. have the name first. But the Zoe show with two previous co-hosts that had Zoe second. Yes, and it was I think first, it goes better. And it was first Tangway and Zoe, and then Gresh and Zoe, and then everyone was like, "Oh, make it Beetle and Zoe," and which is what everyone will will call it now anyway. Mm-hmm. And some of our like liners and promos say Beetle and Zoe anyway, but. Our boss at the time said, I don't want to do that because I want the name to sound different than the previous two failures of a show. And I remember saying that. And I was like, <laughs> I remember looking at Zoe and being like, well, shit. Wow. Uh, okay. And so I'm like, wow, that's really harsh. I remember being like, yeah. And I, I don't know. I think Zoe wanted his name first. Like, oh, put my name first, you know, being Zoe. I didn't care. I was getting the gig. So what did I care? Where? Yeah, the yeah, like, exactly. I have at it. So I think that I know that that's why it went the way that it did. Um, but whatever. Everyone calls it Beetle and Zoe. It doesn't matter. As I was about to, I was about to get you off. I don't know if you have to go, but I, just how did you? I mean, you started at UMass, and then I mean, it, it's the tales of this time. My story in sports radio. You just get to a certain point where you make it twenty grand a year, working in Buffalo, New York, working fifty hours a week, where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I I have to get a second job to live. And then all of a sudden, everything just clicks and it works, and you're making money. Like when you became, like, how long? How many times did you go like, I can't keep doing this before you uh, finally, it just worked? There were a few. I mean, there were a few. And, and that had happened after the Sports Hub had started, too. Yeah. Which I was like three years in at the Sports Hub wondering like, fuck, can I make it? Can I make this work? Because the money. It's sucked. the dream. I say it's the most it's the most fun job you'll ever have. And it's the least paying job you'll ever have. Yeah. The money was absolute garbage. Let me tell you yeah. that right now. The money sucked. I wasn't even a full time employee for years on Felger Mass. That's oh really? You were oh, yeah. doing Felger Mass. You were a full time employee. Because it's part, like I, you know, I, I joke about. I, would love to- I was yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I would love, of course, to be my dream job would be to do a local radio to be if, if Hardy ever left, whatever. But I'd have to be like, I work at Duck Tours and I do really well and I have winners off. Like, what is the I might refuse it depending upon how much it pays. But that's it's amazing thing. A part of Sports Talk Radio, you actually have to be like, well, how much is it? You know? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. The industry radio in general abuses young talent. Yes. Right. So, um, They've they've used it to their advantage forever. They they abuse people that are hungry and want to be in the business. Yeah. So 
they take full advantage of it and they kick the shit out of you when you're young and it's like you know survival of the fittest who's going to make it to the end and when you finally get to that point where you're like you have to pay me more a lot of places will say nah we're good I mean, there yeah, was a, a time places, when, especially now, yeah, like now more than ever, I, I think the industry has changed and, and it's even worse now. We're talking, you know, 14 years later, it sucked then it's, it's impossible now yeah, because there are fewer jobs and there are less places that care and we'll just kick you out the door anyway. Yeah. It's, it's uh, crazy that you got tough. in at a station at the ground level and it took off and you got a well-paying job like right at the point of like this might be the last one you know like literally might be the last one yeah i mean uh so let me think you know i did so when i got out of school i was at eei for you know a metro doing updates oh yeah yeah uh weekends fill-ins there for a couple of years until you know i got out of school in 07 and then the sports have started in 09 so it was a couple of years doing that and i made the jump in 09 and the only promise then was like you know hey we'll give you more hours than what yeah. you're getting now and the pay i think was pretty much the same so it was like part-time hourly and we'll give you more hours so you'll get more and it was like well that's pretty good and there's an maybe an opportunity and there clearly was so it ended up being a really good move but yeah that doesn't mean that there was money in it at that point even when the show had taken off i mean what happened was you know eei had started to make some moves and i at one point almost left and so yeah that's what got me my first um like real contract at the sports hub and it, you know you say well paying it was a living for once it was a living wage at that point it wasn't like it was uh you know well paying i wouldn't call it that it was okay i can actually pay my bills and pay my rent you know like there's you can make a car payment on this living wage now you can you know pay your rent you can pay your utilities you cannot go into debt every month that's what it was oh. And not have a second. I I just remember I went down when I lived in Orlando. We had a contest at tax time. How many W-2s did I get this year in the mail? Because it was just I was worked right down. I drive every restaurant, toy store, mini golf place. Yeah, because we got to a point. Do you want to cover the Jacksonville Jaguars or do you want to work at a mini golf place? It's like I'm going to the Jaguars game and then I get fired and then just have to go right down to the next one. I used to like string for uh, out of town radio stations that were, you know, like the rights holders for. Bruins or Celtics where the the opponent's radio team comes in and they need someone to help uh, for hockey. Like, hey, we need someone to go down to the locker room and give the guy at the end of the first period his headset and get him set up for his in-between period thing. Like, yep. How much does it pay? Uh, It's like eight hours of work for 50 bucks. And it was like, well, I'll do it. You know, I'm about to say 50 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) 50 bucks. All right. That's 50 bucks I don't have otherwise. So I'm going to need that $50. I remember getting the $50 and then going and then having to pay for parking. And then they're like, that wasn't part of the $50. I know know exactly (laughs) what you mean. Um, I just paid 25 to park. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yes. And it's so true, man. You can relate to that. And then it used to be, you have to chase these people for the 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. remember one. I remember uh, 2000 and 2011. So it would have been like fall of 11, right? After the Bruins had won the cup and beaten the Canucks. And so it would have been like, I don't know, right around this time, end of 2011. And the Canucks were coming back to play the Bruins the regular season the following year. And Vancouver needed someone. And I remember I chased a radio station in Vancouver for like a full calendar year. Over like sixty dollars. <laughs> I was that like, no, no, so- no! I did the work. I showed up there. 
I did everything you needed. You are going to pay me the $60. You are not going to stiff me. In fact, I will make this my life's mission. I will get on the plane to Vancouver and pay out of pocket and lose money on this to make sure you cough up the 60 bucks <laughs> yeah. with taxes, with Canadian taxes yes, too. Yes, so it's probably really Canadian like $37. Dollars. The, or, no. the, the original <laughs> that iteration. Was 60, that was 60 US dollars, by the yes, way. US yes. dollars. <laughs> I'm not getting any loonies or toonies out of this. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I, the original iteration of the XFL still owes me $300. I don't think I'm ever going to get that. I don't think you're going to see that. No, That's yeah, too late. going to happen. I can't believe three hundred bucks. That's they they paid pretty well back then. That's well, I was crazy. the guy. I I was the guy that was hooking up the wires and making the broadcast happen. So they pay better for that, and that's actually a ridiculously low amount of money to pay someone to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's to hear your story, and I was just texting with Dante Marcatelli, who we worked with in Orlando. He's now he's now like the fill in play by play guy for the Magic and the studio host forever. And it's just like you are two of the people that i that have made it and even adam frenier to me made it just doing umass stuff like that's amazing that he even yeah, got to that smart. point he's smart he he was in radio <laughs> he's smart he was in radio full time and got out and now yeah. does it part time you know yeah. like he uh he's obviously a, a part of the fabric i would say of umass athletics he's he's been such a consistent presence in all of their coverage so yeah he's great no no adam, adam actually was very helpful to me getting my internship when I was in college with WEI. Really? Nice. Yep. Came, Adam and I were in the, we both uh, interviewed for the Red Sox producer job. And, and that's he the got, job he was in. Yeah, yeah, he got the job and then I got the weekend fill-in guy. So I was actually working with Jimmy Stewart a lot. Uh, Dale and Holly, I would fill in because Renee would always be gone. And Renee so Marchando. So that's who I was. I when I became an intern there, I was I interned for Jimmy and Renee on Dale and Holly. That's crazy. Yeah. What's Renee doing now? Do you even know? Is he I don't know. You know what? I I think I had just asked somebody about him not long ago. I remember he, uh, his name came up. I uh, saw him randomly in Kenmore Square, like ten years later. He was getting out of a cab, like he always did, and uh, and he recognized guy. me, and I couldn't believe it. Really great nice guy. guy. Yeah, uh, just one of those guys that is just old school radio and has oh yeah all this incredible knowledge of the way it used to be in radio and I I I love those type of guys like I love hearing the stories of you know guys that were doing it thirty years ago and are still sort splicing of doing tape it. and now they're yes you know I get out the razor blade and the scotch tape to produce a piece and you're like what the hell how the hell did that work. And That's, did you and did you have any other like you know hours in the day to do anything other than that? Yeah, the, how long would that take? Like I remember yeah. even I, right now I haven't done it and I don't even know how long. But if I were to get a real job for my wit and humor in local newscast stuff, and I would get a job and they're like, okay, here's the new editing stuff, I'd be like, I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this is. Like, you, it's how much has it changed in the past? Like, when they have new stuff, do they sit you guys down and like read? Like, you have to go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting again or something and like learn how the new technology works? So I feel totally out of it. You know, if you had asked me twelve years ago, fourteen years ago, when we started, like, hey, you need to run the board. Okay, yeah, I could, I could do that. You know, yeah. Now I look at the board and I'm like, I am lost. I have no idea what all of this is. All those buttons do the same thing the old ones used to do. I, but I don't know where you know which button is doing what on this board yeah. anymore. The yeah. way I would have known, you know, a few years ago. I don't think the technology has changed all that dramatically. It's all. Last. It's just it's digital. Yeah. And in radio, it's so funny because it's still it's the fader and it's the A and B. 
the only difference is that you can choose what A and B are where before it was locked in. The only difference is there's a little button you can push and turn a knob and change what your A and your B up top are or your one so and your things, two. Yeah, I mean, so many things are preset in those boards now by show. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to load your profile when you get in. You yeah. Know, you're switching them between shows. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I haven't this, run a board in forever. This, this, so I, so I, I go back to the spl- tape splicing days. And let me tell you exactly how they did it and how they had time in their day. When you had a tape splicing job, there was a limited amount of tape. And that was great. Now there is Google and you can, you people expect everything out of you. They're like, you can get anything. Go get it. Go do this. Go do that. It was much easier in the tape splicing days than it is now in this information age where everything's available to you. So much easier. And an analog board where it had up, on, up down on and maybe a couple ones and twos i love the analog boards the analog boards that's what i was using at wmua 91 1 fm amherst that's what i was doing <laughs> i used yeah, a board i used a board in the beginning of my career that had a knob a turn knob instead of a fader turn knobs yeah <laughs> oh yeah not a fader turn knob and i'll never forget the newsroom at uh, at umass at wmua as i mentioned those were turn knobs those were not faders <laughs> so my the- favorite thing about my love of umass is also like curry hicks sage never met, took a class at umass never once did i ever but the i i think other than notre dame locals love of umass who's never taken a class at umass is unlike anything else in the state of massachusetts i think so many people would be stunned that if they don't know already to know that he did not go to umass yeah. Like they'd be floored by the fact that he did not go there, <laughs> never took a class, anything like that. You know, oh, I'd be at Smith College. I had a great uh after a magic game, a great conversation with Marcus Camby about Smith College parties once. And that was like one really? of my greatest yeah. There's a and he confirmed a rumor that I don't want to bring out there about what because oh, I was at a party where something salacious well, I can't even say it, salacious salacious was happening and apparently it was involved marcus camby and everyone was willing participants don't get me wrong but it was it was quite a story and uh he didn't confirm but he didn't deny at the same would, time would uh carmelo travieso know this rumor maybe oh michael yeah, texted maybe. to you know. right after the uh, show he's, he's the guy that i talked to from that 96 team he's the guy that i keep in touch with oh do you know who i talk to all the time Semi regularly yeah who is it my mailman in the north end monty mack Get out of here. Monty Mac is my mailman in the North End. I message him a lot. I see him out there. I haven't seen him. He just had a kid. I don't know if he changed his route. But I used to, during COVID, I worked at the Nashua Street Jail right next to the TD Garden. Do you know who works there? No. For almost 20 years, Jonathan DePina is a sergeant corrections officer at the Nashua no Street Jail. Kidding. Me, Yeah, yeah. And I see him wow. all the time. Yeah, that's wild. So those are my two. Whenever I see them, I'm in a pick'em league with Jonathan DePina, and yeah, yeah, like 14 year old me still loses their mind every time I see. He's in the first place by like 10 games. It's ridiculous. He's really good at picking games this year. That's something. Yeah, I made it. I officially made it. You have Monty your own show. Yeah. Monty Mac is a mailman. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I was trying to get him because he had a CD. I was trying to get him a job at Duck Tours at one point uh, before he became a mailman. But yeah. Yeah, he's the best darn mailman in all the North End. Sure is. Well, hey, Mark, thank you so much. It's great talking to you and, and love love the show. First time, long time. And uh, love to have you back at some point. And uh, this this was a great honor. And uh, like I said, when Hardy leaves, I'd be more than happy to fill in. It would be great. Don't don't count on Hardy leaving just yet. All right. <laughs> As Hardy even, has even said, let's not put the card ahead of the horse. All, all right. right.
<laughs> well, a, tell him good luck. I love it's him. A, it's a it's a serious process that is taking place. I'm so. sure it's like the what the Rooney rule and all that stuff. They got to interview everyone from every walk of life. I'm sure all the EEI people, I'm sure. Anyways, yes. well, hey, well, thank you so much again, Mark. It was a pleasure talking to you. Go UMass and uh, hopefully something happens with the Patriots sooner rather than later. Yeah, let's do it again soon. All right. All right. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. <laughs>